Good evening and uh, welcome to to me, the plasterer. <laughs> All right, welcome to the last with me, Eric the Plasterer, the last one this side of Christmas. <laughs> Only 12 days left till Christmas, guys. Don't panic. Don't panic. I'm sure you've done all your shopping. I'm sure you've got the wife or the girlfriend's present all sorted out, wrapped up under the tree. Just like I haven't. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah, 12 days. All right. It's kind of crept up a bit fast for me just kind of stuck my decks up in the tree and all that just getting in a bit more into the mood for it and uh it's going to be over soon which probably ain't a bad thing but uh <laughs> yeah looking forward to a nice holiday over the christmas i don't know how many of the guys um work on site but um sites normally shut down good and proper um till right into january let me know how long you're uh, planning on taking off before you go back i hope most of you are taking time off for christmas and uh i know there's some guys <laughs> evening mine some guys that will um work over the christmas period but um oh, come on guys life's too short life's too short unless you have got two or three wives to support which and kids and that i understand but other than that uh yeah so anywho do you like me the minute my christmas atmosphere here we've got snow we've got smoke coming out the chimney of me uh I mean, it's my daughter's new house. She's just moved in. Well, moving in tomorrow with some help from you know who. Um, yeah, I'll go have a nice, uh, relaxing evening this evening. We're going to pop over to the pub as usual and uh, have a little chat by the fire and uh, yeah, talk about things that are occurring and what's uh, going to be coming up after Christmas and the fact that I might do a just after Christmas because the next um, Arthur Plaster is due to pop on about. Um, what, uh, the 27th so if i'm in the mood for that um keep it in the diary and um if your buddy's not bursting out or even if it is um, i will send you the old uh, link and click on that and uh hopefully we might do a bit of ask the plasterer or yeah or just to catch up just after christmas um on the 27th it'll still be an holiday hopefully no one to be working and uh yeah see how things are gone <laughs> okay Right, I think I've got my microphone on tonight so everyone can hear me. So far, there's no lagging or anything going on in the live stream. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I've been out here long enough in the cold, pretty as it is. I will pop over to the Hawk and Trowel, as I think I might call the pub from now on. I can remember where my me, me cursor is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Uh, right, that's better. <laughs> Tell me if uh, anything gets too rowdy in the background, then I shall turn. But no, I shall ask the people to um, quieten up and, and try and sing something different for a change when it comes to, uh, to the Irish jigs. Uh, right, uh, right, yep. Yeah. Uh, Silver, he just finished his burgers in time. Well done, mate. Uh, Wayne, evening. Uh, Mark, how are you, Rick? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. I've been kind of like not working, working, as in like plastering for a living, but I've been doing uh, 
last round around, my daughter's house, helping them shift stuff for, for moving. Um, bringing her old kitchen. Well, we've got delivery blokes that are moving her stuff tomorrow. Bringing her old kitchen, which I took apart over here because there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to put it, be putting it up probably over Christmas if my wife has her way. So uh, <laughs> that's what's uh, what's going to be occurring here over Christmas. But uh, yeah, I feel confident that I can get that done. But um, yeah, after the Christmas kind of meal and all that stuff's over with, I kind of just want to put my feet up and relax and play with any new toys that I might have got <laughs> for Christmas. Um, up until I go back to work sometime in January. <laughs> but uh, I don't think I'm going to be allowed this year. And if I do, I will get in trouble. But um, we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that one. Uh, yeah, evening Wayne, uh, Mark, yeah, any other good? Uh, Silver, yeah, that'd be good on 27th, yeah, yeah, so um, but the next one is due on the 27th, so, um, yeah, unless I completely forget in all the merriment, or, um, but I'll, I'll put some kind of ping-ping on me, uh, on me phone, <laughs> then, uh, then I'll probably do a, a Christmas, a just gone, a post-Christmas Arthur Plasterer, and, um, yeah, See what we've got. See what prezzies we've got. <laughs> we can share on the uh, on after blaster. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Wayne, uh, I saw Alex's video on timings. Very informative. Thanks for the info. Yeah, no worries, mate. No worries. Yeah, you literally, you literally had that out that week that you asked about it. So uh, it's worth doing that kind of stuff. Uh, diggity, evening, me old matey. You loud and clear. That's what I like to hear. Like to hear, Wayne. Uh, what's your advice on bathrooms? Uh, yeah, very good for washing in, Wayne. Absolutely, and sometimes I even have a shower. And uh, I had one pre pre after plasterer today, and um, yeah, I think I had some dinner well, a little little while ago now. So uh, I'm ahead of the game tonight. I've had I've had some dinner. I've had a wash. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, sorry, bathrooms. Yeah, boarding walls or tiling. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to um, Bathrooms, mate. I'm, I'm a fan of top to top to toe tiles, like floor to ceiling. Um, some people still do kind of like, oh, let's plaster tiles around the bath or a shower area, and then maybe decorate the rest. But um, at least if you've got tiles everywhere, as long as you've got good ventilation, because throughout game mold is always a bit chewing it somewhere along the line. Um, Easy to clean down, and you won't get any issues with any paint maybe peeling off the plaster work after a while, or mould growth uh, can be quite easy to get the old mould growth in the old um, plaster if it's in a bathroom. Uh, even well ventilated bathrooms, the old black speckly mould is uh, is a killer. You've got to be so on top of that uh, if it starts in a bathroom. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go for tiling every time. Um, but yeah, sorry mate, yeah, balding walls for tiling. I have, um, I mean, used to put up, if you're really worried about um, water or, or water ingress or any kind of damp, you'd put up marine ply, like it would be in a shower unit, and then the tiles would be fixed for the marine ply. Um, nowadays, people use hardy backer type stuff, any kind of like cement boards, which are all uh, very good cement boards, yep, not an issue. I think I've got cement board in mine. Um, I still get issues in there with uh, <laughs> it's one particular leaking issue. Even after I changed the whole, got the whole bathroom and put a new suite in, and uh, I was still having issues <laughs> in the same spot. And somehow water manages to get underneath the bath. 
Which isn't fun when you decided to tile the side of the bath as well. But that's another story. Um, but uh, yeah, cement balls are fine. A lot of people obviously now buy the, uh, the aqua panels put up um, quicker in a lot of cases than tiling. Um, but um, I can't say that I've, put up, that I've used used a lot of them because my, my, my bathroom's a completely tile job. Um, if I redid it again at any point, I'd probably put some aqua balls and stuff in um, in the shower, shower part of it. I'm smelling lovely. Cheers, mate. You, I'm from pretty sure I can. Yeah, you're smelling pretty good yourself, mate. Um, you have to give me the uh, the name of that uh, that aftershave. That... <laughs> James, evening, mate. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> very well indeed. Let me. Uh... Yeah, my daughter that's moving and my granddaughter over today, so that was nice. That was nice. Um, we were just watched the latest feed by Damp Sam. Damp What's Damp Sam? I've not heard of Damp Sam. Is that literally his, his, his channel or his, uh, his name? I'll, uh, I'll have to look at that silver. If that's, uh, yeah, if that's a good, uh, good look at. Did you see, have you seen my uh, up the top here? I had a, um, I sent some info to Blaine about if he might be up for having an interview. Uh, you know, how he started out, why he started out as a spread, uh, how and why, what inspired him to start his channel. Because um, he's pushing 50,000 subscribers, or well, not far off of it anyway. And um, didn't hear him back for him for a while, but it turned out he had been, uh, I think he had been moving house or so, <laughs> something along those lines. So, uh, and he's a busy lad and he's got quite a young kid as well so but he has come back to me and he, he he's very happy <laughs> to uh, to do an interview so um, yeah I'm just giving you some uh, kind of future like, update on that um, it probably probably won't do it till just after Christmas like get Christmas out of the way um, but um, yeah but hopefully then Blaine is gonna be uh, on my airwaves with the old uh, on the old uh, Ask Plaster podcast, it might be on the music podcast or um, the podcast of this, or or probably both. Um, the music podcast. If any of you have seen the kind of demo one I did, it's rubbish, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it needs a lot of work. But um, I'm uh, I'm going to do different types of uh, genres on there, like uh, what I've like got here is going to be like a, a rock edition. And uh, yeah, and I can do different types of editions, but I can put the same mastering news and interviews on there. And I was also thinking that maybe doing uh, the guys that we know um, might do a top 10 uh, sort of um, countdown. And like whose channel's growing at what pace this week and what the subscribers are up to. Uh, not the top 10 maybe in the country, but uh, definitely my top 10. <laughs> so uh, that should be good for a crack. Oh, that'll be coming soon. Diggity, uh, hang on a sec. Yeah, right. Uh, Diggity, have you ever turned down a job because too big when you first started? I've turned down jobs that are too big now, mate. Um, I will go more or less and look at everything, but um, I've been to look at, I went to look at, of course, not this particular one over in Weybridge. Uh, but when I got there, they were like building four detached houses, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think initially they got the idea that I was a company <laughs> rather than a one-man band. 
I thought, yeah, I don't think you're going to want me to these houses because <laughs> it'll take me the next year or two <laughs> to get them bashed out. <laughs> Especially if I'm putting uh, retarder in me, uh, in me mix. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, often I'll, I will look at jobs now and if they kind of the, they look like the jobs that are a bit bigger than I want to take on, they're going to be too complicated, then uh, I'll look at them, but yeah, I, I kind of... Uh, turn them down end of the day or make my excuses uh, on how busy I am and at the end of the day I don't like to get stuck on any jobs that are too big if that means other customers that are coming up uh, or potential customers I have to say to them oh you've got a six month wait or something um, I know some customers will wait that long if if they know you or they've used you before and they know what a good job they're going to get and uh, they don't mind waiting which is great and the way things have been going that's the kind of <laughs> customers you need I've had a few um, ones recently where I've been collecting baby stuff like, in January and I couldn't really do anything before January so that was one of the uh, kind of jobs I don't generally expect to get but even if you put in a good price um, obviously everyone's trying to get a place at least livable <laughs> before the baby pops out and then uh, getting any building work done there's a lot of people know that having kids is a, a nightmare <laughs> Try and look after a baby for the amount of um, uh, sleep that you don't get <laughs> isn't great <laughs> I feel like that uh, right uh, right Are you sorry? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. In rubbish. Uh, what's the rate to charge for plastering a four times three by eight room? Uh, I tend to look at a job and work out what the material is going to cost and how many days I will be in there, and I will calculate calculate it at my day rate um, and give a fixed price for the job. Um, yeah, generally if customers say to me, oh, how much would it be for a specific size room? I can't really tell them over the phone. Um, so I'll go and I look at the job, say I assess how long it's going to take, and then I'll give them a fixed price quote for it. But um, it would vary depending on how tall the ceilings were, and just the state of the plaster work, what they want doing, whether they want, um, if they were back to brick, whether they want some proper floating and setting done, or whether they want dot and dab, or whether it's just a skim over job. And they want everything skimmed, um, which in most rooms, if they're sound, um, I'll, I'll do a skim job on. A um, lot of people, because you know, guys, in, in a lot of, in 99% of their houses, especially older ones, there's not a wall that you can't tap on where you can't find hollow spots. And like I say to my customers, if they are a bit wary of, of any particular uh, hollow sounds in their walls, so that if you start hacking off everywhere you can find a hollow, you start taking plaster off left, right and centre. Uh, not just in that particular room, but probably in every room in your house. And I've known guys that have done that and ended up taking their whole house back to the brick. Which is fine if you want to if you want to throw money away <laughs> or as a customer, um, putting all that kind of stuff back. Um, and a guy that I did that for once and on a day rate with another plasterer and uh, I thought he was crazy but at the end of the day if that's what the customer wants and they're going to pay then that's what the customer gets but um, yeah it's all a bit uh, crazy I've lost my thread a bit there mate um, it's an age and tired thing 
And Bobby's getting a bit stressed about Christmas. <laughs> Being only 12 days away. Uh, dear. Uh, Wayne, can you explain about the uh, magic mix, please? Magic mix, mate, I don't ever really use. It's um, basically it's a mixture. Some guys use 50-50 bonding and skim to put the, the first coat on over like an Artex ceiling. Um, and then they put the, their second coat and just use skim. But like uh, multi-finish whatever and um the uh some guys use a 40 to 60 ratio some just put a couple of handfuls of bonding in but um i tend to all my jobs i put a neat coat of pva up and then um i've done that i let it like let it dry completely i bond it over just with bonding and then when that's gone i'll skim it but um yeah i don't do the magic one of the guys had a bit of an issue doing it a while back and a lot of it started dropping down but that could have been for numerous reasons but uh, at least I know if, when I've just bonded something with bonding that once that bonding's set and if I've done a good PVA job and there's nothing loose above it it's going to stay there and they're not going to give me any issues when I'm putting the skim on because if you do do a, a magic mix and then comes to putting that second coat of just multi-finish on start having any kind of issues then there's not a lot you can do about it except pray <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, getting my money's worth this evening. I'll have to buy you a drink. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm busy at the minute, mate, because they're in this. But uh, as soon as we're done, we'll pop around the corner there. Um, or oh, might join in with the old singing as it goes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll have a couple of pints. Uh, I quite like the old real ale now. I just used to be a, a lager and a, and a cider type drinker. And uh, I used to hate real ale. When I'd, I'd ever tried it, and then I got uh, went on some kind of taster thing with a mate of mine who's into it all, and uh, on this particular, I quite liked it, and I thought, yeah, I'll try it a bit more often, and um, got a proper taste for it now. I still love a lager and still love a cider, but uh, I will drink some like really nice, um, like real ales. So it's <laughs> pretty nice indeed. With a packet of cheese and onion or sort of vinegar crisps, not the not the kettle ones though. I find them too crunchy. <laughs> teeth get dodgy as you go <laughs> I like normal crispy crisps I don't like the like really hard kettle type chips <laughs> well I think they're really hard <laughs> oh dear uh, right uh, I've, I'm going to pronounce that WXLLXM um, I've recently got into plastering good on you mate joined a solo plasterer and he's been teaching me the ropes went to do my first solo job Saturday as a favour to someone ceiling and it's so bad oh mate um yeah let's say the first coat went on nice and flat second coat using a separate bag didn't take up ages and then went off so fast yeah i mean my technique mostly is and always has been because i was taught it donkeys years ago when i started out was that um my my second i I mix up enough gear normally that my second coat I use just thin down first coat so I knock on my first coat I'll whack that on and the gear I've got left I'll chuck a bit of water in that thin it down second coat's always thinner anyway it should be and then I'll put that one straight onto the top for my second coat for flattening out and uh, the whole thing goes off um, in one set which is what I was taught it meant to do not meant to be separate sets going on top of each other um, I don't think they would delaminate, but um, back then it was a case of like, well, if you start putting one on and it's starting to dry, 
or it's, it's going off a lot and you stick another one on top of that you're uh, not really bonding together properly but um, I'm, but I'm not going to argue about that kind of stuff some people do but I'm, I'm not that bothered but um, but yeah so doing separate coats that can cause you I mean a lot of guys do do that because it gives you more t I think it gives you well, it's meant to give you more time when you put the second coat on um, but it might be when you hit it if the, if, the, if that first coat is starting to really pull um, and then you stick another fresh knock up out of gear on top of that uh, that could hang about for ages um, it depends what you mean by ages like when you're quite new to plastering or stuff going off fast as well it can be excuse me it's the old uh, pretend beer coat mm. yeah so um yeah, I don't know what you could do there, mate, really. Could try um, doing similar to what I do, but putting uh, a retarder in it um, so that it's going off. It gives you an extra hour, but that does give you more time to then put down what's left of first mix to hit that second coat. But you have to be quite quick because although it goes off slower with a retarder in it, it still goes, as soon as you start mixing water into plaster that's starting to go, it still goes quicker than it was going <laughs> previously. I don't think it's going to help you if you're fairly new to it. And and putting on a ceiling, doing ceilings when you're fairly new, depending on how long you've been working with this guy and how much you've been doing it, um, is uh, yeah, can be a bit uh, bit of a pain. And <laughs> those dodgy. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know if that helps you or not. <laughs> For anyone that's just joined us and is not a regular and hasn't got a clue who the hell I am, <laughs> I'm Eric the Plasterer. This is Ask the Plasterer. <laughs> I've been a plasterer in South London for the last 37 years. <laughs> there's not a lot I don't know about plastering. Um, there's still a lot of people out there trying to tell me <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> but uh, some new stuff I don't. I'm not into spray plastering. I don't particularly like... Um, Sponge floating, but if you like it and it helps you both, um, no pun intended there at all, uh, then uh, you crack on and do it, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I just uh, I just give uh, advice to uh, people from my experience and knowledge of plastering since I've been a plasterer, and stuff that works for me um, it work for you as well. But um, but different guys have got different methods and. Uh, no method, if it works, is wrong, in my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Mick, uh, have you tried sponge? Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, I didn't read that before I said that. <laughs> the only time I ever did sponge float in, Mick, was at, um, when I was at college. And that was, as I say, well, that was donkeys and donkeys years ago. And uh, I never did it. After I left there, I never did it out on the, on the job. Um, for me, I just found it was just having an extra thing to do. Um, that could prolong how long it took you to do a set uh, or the way that I was taught to do sets anyway um, yeah so uh, what we've got there Eddie uh, yeah so sorry Mick not good I mean it's, there's lots of different guys you can uh, you can look at their channels whether it's Alex Alex Morley or, um, or some of the other guys out there that will tell you about sponge floating the pros and cons of it whether they do or don't do it or did do it and now they don't do it anymore or didn't do it and now they do do it but about three <laughs> probably the other way around 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it's not it's not something I'm keen on fun flowing. But uh, people that enjoy doing it and they, they, they like they like it and they get a good result and uh, customer pays them and it's uh, absolutely. Uh, Eddie, all right, my dear. Uh, Eric, have you seen the reaction to Alex Morley's fun float video from Dan Solo? Ooh, interesting. I did, mate. I was I was a little bit shocked. I didn't think Dan would be so quite um jump jump down his throat quite <laughs> as much as he did. Hello, Dan, if you're watching <laughs> this evening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like any kind of, um, and I don't generally do it to people. I don't like doing comparisons of stuff. Uh, oh, this against that. Um, especially if it's if it's, like, if it's a product from two different guys or two different guys' styles of plastering, <laughs> because that's not that's not what I'm here to do. <laughs> I'm here to advise anybody that wants any kind of advice with plastering that Eddie and. Um, yeah, if I mean, if generally, if I haven't got something nice to say about someone's video, not necessarily plastering any videos that I watch on YouTube. If I think they're, if I think oh they're rubbish, then I just go and try and find one that I want to watch. So I don't, I, I can't, I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh mate, your video about, um, you know, I mean, the special effects and all that kind of stuff. Your video on special effects and how to ride a dinosaur is absolute rubbish. Because <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> And it's the same with I don't want to upset any uh, any of my uh, my plastering fraternity. I mean, you know, it's a good job being a spread. Uh, everyone's spreads differently. Obviously, there are there are cowboys out there, but then you wouldn't really call cowboy spread. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't got time to give opinion about anybody that's plastering or whether it, the stuff they do is good or bad. I mean, I know Dan's never liked sponge. <laughs> Or anything vaguely related to sponge floating, which is why I've mentioned him in the past <laughs> when I'm kind of going, <laughs> yeah, sponge float is not my not my bag really at the end of the day. But um, yeah, but anyway, less said about that, the better. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, Alex Morley's fairly uh, he's fairly nice about stuff and fairly polite and normally fairly well measured in what he's on his opinions on on, on stuff. And then uh, I like him. He's in my list of um, of channels to watch. Okay. I'm a slow plasterer, so can I charge more because of my time? <laughs> uh, well, it's when I, it's like I said when um, people say to me, uh, like when I was doing that, like a sort of a, I give people the price for the day, and they'll go, oh, the fellow. Yeah, this other young fella, might not be a young fella, but this other guy that came round, he said he'd like to do it for £25 a day. <laughs> I think, yeah, but I will probably do the whole job in a day, <laughs> maybe two, depending on how big it is. And your fella that's charging you £25 on a day rate per day, <laughs> as he told you, he might be there for at least two weeks getting it done. <laughs> in which case, it's not going to be cheaper, but um, I think most people realise that uh, day and age. But, um, yeah, yeah, if you could go, oh, well, I'm a bit slow, so I've got to charge more <laughs> to make the money. Uh, yeah, you just got to be careful not to take on any jobs that you're not confident to do that at the end of the day are going to come out okay and the and the, and the customer's going to go, yeah, lovely, pleased with that. Uh, and you've left it nice and tidy as well. You ain't got no rubbish on your carpet. You haven't left rubbish outside my back door, my front door, taking it with you. Um, then... Uh, 
then then yeah that, then that's good and you'll do all right but uh, yeah no sadly you can't charge more bridges lower <laughs> you just have to get quicker <laughs> i was just say you can use a retarder i often use a retarder now just to slow my sets down um so i can go a bit slower but um yeah if you're if you're newer to plastering and you can put a, a retarder in your in your plaster so that gives you an extra hour before the gear starts starts pulling in on you so uh, gives you that extra time to uh, uh extra time <laughs> to sort it out if uh, also if anyone's watching on their tally box at home as opposed to on their phones you can ring me in the studio <laughs> in the pub sorry <laughs> doing that on 07516214983 if your number comes up then i will probably answer you if it comes up as uh, uh, we've held up <laughs> possibly won't <laughs> Just in case you're a very rude troll. <laughs> uh, dear. Right. Um, so when I take half a ceiling with my boss, it looks great and I have no trouble. I explained the job to my boss and he suspects it could be a dodgy bag of plaster. It can be, mate. Uh, uh, William. All right, William. Yeah. It could be um, a dodgy bag. If you have got a dodgy bag, that can just suddenly go on you. Um, they normally tend to go while you're still mixing them up. You kind of think, oh, normally thinner than this, and you add a bit more water, and as fast as you're adding more water to it and mixing it, the quicker it seems to be getting. And if it ever does do that when you mix it in the bucket, especially if it's a big bucket and a whole bag, get it out of the bucket as quickly as you can. It's going to go like a rocket in about five minutes, and it'll get really hot as well. Um, but yeah, it, it could have been an off bag, mate, at the end of the day, which obviously, like I say, is not going to help at all. Uh, Eddie, I, oh, I didn't miss any questions in there. You know, they're just, just double checking. Oh. No, 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 good. Uh, right, sorry, Eddie. Uh, I always two coat the way I was doing. Um, yeah, Eddie, would you? Uh, I two coat though, but would you two coat to do like one coat and then let that pour and then knock up a fresh load of gear for the second coat? Listen, I think that is what you do, Eddie, isn't it? Memory serves me. Which is absolutely fine, mate. Loads of people do that. I know that um, Stuart, Stuart Roberts, he prefers, I think he's tried the um, getting the two coats out of one mix, but he don't like doing it. And um, and, it, and it does, yeah, gives you a bit less time, obviously. But, um, but then I like to get my, my jobs bashed out <laughs> as quickly as I can. <laughs> so I don't want to have to stay in a job longer than I have to. Um, not that I don't enjoy plastering, but, um, you know, we're going to be doing it every day, so... <laughs> Yeah, get in there, get the job done. Nice job, get paid. On to the next one. Or, or have some time off. Uh, especially weekends, if you can. Uh, Mick, hello Mick. Uh, do you use Rufina, Nila, Ox, Flexi Trowels? What are your thoughts on so many different trowels? Um, I use, for laying on, mate, I use a classic Marshalltown, um, like pre-worn, just so it's already halfway there when it comes to the nice edge on the blade and the points not being really sharp on the end without having to off yourself um, and I use an Ox uh, Ultraflex for that final swipe over the lot uh, at the end of the day other than that um, I will just stick with those basically until one or the other of them gets damaged or beyond use and then I'll buy a new one I might venture out and get something different and try it um, but I tend to be one of those guys, if I've got used to something and I know it's good and I'm happy with it, trail-wise, I'll just buy the same one again, which uh, some people might find a bit boring. 
it's only really worth buying lots of trowels, in my opinion. And I mean, the different size ones, obviously, fantastic. Getting into different kind of spaces. But um, if you're if you're reviewing uh, reviewing trowels on uh, on a channel like this, the guys that do a lot of tool reviews or plasters of tool reviews, then fair enough. Yeah, you buy them uh, and do a review on them, or you might, as having a couple of cases, be given a trowel uh, if I do a review on it. And uh, but other than that, I, I'm not, I haven't got a collection of you know on this type of trowel, that type of trowel, you know, in the gold one and black ones and plastic ones and all the rest of it because. Um, my day-to-day work, I don't really need them. I just need my Marshall Town and my uh, and that one flexi trowel. And I've only been using a flexi trowel in, in very recent years. Uh, everything used to be done with just my Marshall Town at the end of the day. But I was finding you can get a really nice finish finishing off with the old um, right at the end, finishing off with a flexi trowel or a semi-flexible trowel, as opposed to something as rigid as the as a Marshall Town. But, uh, yeah, so that's it basically. My opinion on the old uh, trails, but there's some good trails out there. People have got different opinions. Uh, if you watch the reviews, um, or if you want to, yeah, if you want to build a collection of trails, but uh, decent ones because they're like 40, 50, 60, 100 quid <laughs> a time. I, I don't, I don't go out like collecting a bunch of them. It'd be which one should I leave in the garage, or which one should I take out? And if you need more in your motor, and you know, it's done over, and you lose all of them. So, uh, yeah, at least if you only got two trails, and uh, they do get nicked. Only lost two trails. <laughs> this is also a plus. Uh, Mark, all right, mate. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't anything good to say, say nothing. Yeah, that's 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 my opinion, mate. I don't like the uh, anything like that. It's just um, even if someone gives you constructive criticism. I mean, I've, I've had constructive criticism before, whether it's about plastering or anything else in my life, and uh, it's a lot to take. Even if you know, like, yeah, the guys. A particular guy's got a point about something he might have said about me um, on something I do, if it's to do with plastering or whatever. And uh, it'd be a good idea for me to, uh, you know, do what they, they do what he says or, 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 or change what I'm doing in any particular way. Um, but whether that's right or wrong, it's still hard to take. Criticism's just hard to take, whether it's constructive or not. So. Obviously, as soon as you compare something or someone or say something's not right about something, you're going to upset the other person or the other guy who makes a different product to the guy that you're comparing the two products against. And um, I mean, some people will do that for the clicks and for their channel. They'll literally build a channel on um, slagging people off. Um, I don't just mean plastering, I'm talking about any kind of YouTube channel out there. And uh, just not my ball game at all <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I like to be uh, here for like when it comes to plastering. Here for advice, um, we've got uh, this. We've got my uh, the forum disc um, on the Discord server. I haven't got the ad up for that now, but I will be plugging it again soon, guys. Probably after Christmas. Um, there's only about 50 of us on there now, but it's nice. We all get to know each other. People can ask me and each other questions. I don't have to answer everybody um, on that. And. Uh, yeah, it's just nice. You haven't got to wait for us the plasterers to come round or make a comment on, on one of the videos. You can just uh, get hold of me or any of the other guys that, like, that are here tonight. A lot of those are on it. Most of them are on it. And uh, yeah, we get some nice, I, don't know, I hate the word banter, to be honest, at the end of the day, a lot of people use that as, a, as an excuse for slagging people off and call it banter. <laughs> um, yeah, we have some good old chats on there. 
put pictures up of our work and we ask each other questions and it's nice and all my videos have got a link it's discord server um, it's ask the plasterer discord server and uh, if you click on that link that's in all my videos it will send you an invite and you just follow the instructions of the invite and it's an app it's a great app and it uh, don't cost nothing and uh, up on there and uh, yeah it's stuck in um, how much do you uh, how much do you recommend markup upon the material um, it's been a bad of mine to not really do a decent markup on material. I mean, I do put in my quotes that I'm charging people for carriage because you've got to go and pick the gear up and take it to their to their their house or wherever you're going with it. That does need to be taken into account. And that I do to some degree, but um, yeah, I should. As if you if you're a good businessman, you will work out proper percentage and take that whether it's 20, 30 or 100% on, on anything you do like that. Um, I'm not a great businessman, <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, yeah, the, the bag of five uh, bags, well, it's a little while back, a bag of finish was fiver, it's not anymore, sadly. <laughs> and then I'll go, oh, I'll charge them eight quid a bag or whatever, or maybe 10 quid a bag. Um, it would vary, but. Uh, yeah, so yeah, a sensible guy will put a percentage on it, but I don't have a specific percentage personally that I would that I that I stick on top of the material. You just got to make sure you allow for things, and a lot of people don't uh, when it comes to pricing jobs. Um, that if you're self-employed, there's no there's no holiday pay, there's no sick pay. You got to uh, you got to run your motor, tax, insurance, petrol, all that kind of stuff. Especially when you go on jobs that are further away. If you've got quite a lot of local jobs. Yeah, lovely but if you're if you're traveling an hour plus to get to a job even if it's an hour plus because of the traffic then uh, you need to allow for that otherwise um, yeah you'll end up as rich as me <laughs> which is pushing 60 and no real sign of retirement in the near future <laughs> so, um, so yeah it's good to be sensible and, and work that kind of stuff out properly which I haven't over the years my uh, Patrick, hello mate. What's the best all-round trowel? <laughs> the best trowel, in my opinion, because it's, it's classic and it's been around for donkey's years, Marshalltown. Still Marshalltown trowel. Um, the stainless steel ones are very pretty. Uh, they last longer. They are harder. Uh, carbon, the carbon steel ones are nice because they rust. Um, I mean, unless you literally oil them. If you'd like dry them and oil them every time you put them away. Um, because they rust, they wear in quicker. Because as soon as you rub the rust off, you're you're wearing the trowel down um, in a good way when it comes to like blades and stuff. I mean, the sharpest trowel I ever had was a worn down carbon trowel, and it was literally like a and this wasn't a flexible like flexi trowel. This was just a, a proper like land on Marshalltown, and it was like a razor. You don't like just even touch the end of it with your finger, and finger slid slightly, slice straight through. Um, but uh, yeah, Marshall Towns are the classic, and I will always buy a Marshall Town trowel for most of my playing um, on and most of my trowelling up until it gets to uh, the final stages where I'll take a take a flex flexible trowel over it. So in that opinion, but um, yeah, you can't go wrong with a Marshall Town. Don't buy cheap trowels that aren't like proper plastering trowels if you're serious about getting a good result. Whether you're a serious plaster or whether you're a, um, 
the VR wire or whether you're um, starting out as plastering decent tools you'll get you've got more chance of getting a decent job if you're not so hot on the plastering initially got the proper brow the gear on with if you're new to plastering and you buy some B&Q type of trowel for a fiver um, though you can use it though a good plasterer can use that kind of trowel if he had to <laughs> but generally he doesn't want to or wouldn't um, but if he was really stuck <laughs> he popped a rivet on and he didn't have another one with him and the customer said well I've got a, got a brand new <laughs> um, no they probably wouldn't actually They'd probably go out and go that's alright <laughs> shoot up the road and quickly uh, I'll get hold of a new like Marshall Town or some kind of decent trail. but that's my yeah that's my opinion best all round trail is, is Marshall Town um, carbon steel say they, they wear in quicker or, or, or stainless steel and get a reborn uh, which saves you a lot of work. Uh, Wayne, what's the difference between hardball and bonding? Best on top of brick. Do you then scratch it up before applying the multi finish? Um, the I've mostly used bond. I mean, years ago I used to use browning and bonding, and bonding was for concrete and browning was for bricks. Um, but uh, browning kind of died out because it was doing two types of job. If you're going across the wall to add lintels and stuff in, you do all the bricks with browning but, but you will go over the lintel because browning won't stay stuck to a concrete lintel for the suction to the lack of suction and um the uh, let's get this mixed up now the hard wall is better for low suction Is that right man not for high suction <laughs> i can never remember because <laughs> i really i used some hard wall a little while ago but i really i really used that that really like the texture of it but that's because i got so used to working with bonding <clears throat> as a backing coat that i don't tend to uh, i don't tend to use hard wall unless there's nothing unless there's no bonding available in which case i will but um <clears throat> yeah bond uh hard wall tends to hang around a bit longer bonding if you don't mix it really well and you can't stand black it can start going lumpy a bit near the end of the, the, the tub if you're if you're mixing it in the tub and taking it straight from the tub and not putting it on the spot for the first um uh, which is the best on top of brick uh, do you know? um i don't whether i'm using uh bonding or browning i don't generally tend to do a um scratch up a devil float over it um but, but that's just me um, a lot of guys will level float, not just render, but um, which most of you know, like uh, a devil float is like plastic float, and or nowadays you just stick a little screw. I only ever use one, say about probably about four of them in. I only use about one in the corner, so you can adjust how much it sticks out through the plastic trowel. And when you're rubbing up with the plastic trowel, that gives you the, the key uh, in your plaster. But um, yeah, I'll do that on render, but I don't test. Uh, bonding or on hardwood anymore because the chemical it, what I found over the donkey's years the chemical bonds between the uh, skim and those backing plasters it's not just going to fall off because it hasn't got a mechanical key the chemical key is like pretty solid <laughs> at the end of the day um, so yeah so I personally uh, I'd use the old, uh, the old bonding um, yeah, rather than hardball. But if guys use hardball all the time, 
that they prefer to use that. I can understand from its texture why some guys might prefer it because it did remind me quite a lot of what browning used to be like, um, but not quite. <laughs> Mick, uh, when pricing, do you charge day rate price for complete job? Uh, Mick, I do price for a complete job. If I'm doing a room, for example, I will do a quote. Uh, for that room, it includes material, carriage of material, labour, wash bang. Um, and at the bottom of my quote, it says this is due for payment on completion of the work. Basically means as soon as that room's finished, I'm expecting to get paid for it. Not in a month's time or a week's time. Um, and if I'm doing more than one room, if I'm doing a whole house for someone, I will give them a separate quote like that for every room in the house. This isn't a big deal to do. And each quote says that on the bottom. And when they pay me for, so I'll do a room, uh, I'm, I'm splashing out whatever the material is for that, which isn't a big risk for one room, the amount that it comes to. Just, let's face it, it's the skill they're paying for at the end of the day, Rob, material. Um, and I will um, do that, bash it out, and I'll say, yep, yeah, great. You can get that money into my account, and I'll crack on with the next room. And that way, you don't ever really get any issues about getting paid. You know, they want you to carry on with the next room, so they make sure they put that money in the bank. Let's face it, the people, you can transfer money in five minutes uh, with banking apps and stuff now, which is how most of my customers pay me. And um, and yeah, so you get through the house and you're getting paid each room at a time, is what I do. Uh, when the house is finished, I've, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I would never, as some guys do do, and obviously if you're running a small company, you've got guys working for you, it's a different kettle of fish, and they will do... Um, uh, like maybe a whole house and then hopefully <laughs> they, uh, they will get their money for doing it or for most of it but um, if you do take on a whole house or especially as a one-man band and you do kind of uh, get paid later on for a huge chunk of it and then there's any issues or you don't get paid then you potentially could have lost all that time and money spent in that in that house so that's what I do I do individual I quote for individual rooms even if all in the same place and get paid for each room as it's finished. Um, so also then I'm not invoicing, sending out a separate invoice and anticipating people not paying me for a month because most people assume invoices don't have to be paid for a month. And uh, yeah, and I've done that most of my career. Um, maybe not very early on, but I learned <laughs> that you're better off to do it that way. So that's my advice to you, Mick. Uh, Eddie, uh, you have missed five questions. Have I missed five questions, mate? Oh, I'm getting bad, aren't I? Hang on, let me look back up here. Off the ceiling, do Eddie always did two coats. Mick, do you use Rafina rubber? Mark, uh, you're right, I haven't got anything good to say, don't say that yet. Uh, oh, hang on, sorry, Eddie. Have you got to use the ball nose tool yet? No, I haven't, mate. It's sitting by the front door since I got it. And the missus has gone to me, what have you bought that for? I said, it's for doing ball noses. <clears throat> I said, up to this point, I've never had a specific tool that to help you do a ball nose. And um, you know, that was a waste of money. I said, well, <laughs> I just haven't had a ball nose job to do yet. And it was funny, like, like 15 quid. And uh, from, I think it was you, Eddie, that bought one, wasn't it? And you seem to have, you know, have a good result from it. So <laughs> that's why I bought one. <laughs> I'm looking forward to using it, but uh, I haven't used it yet, mate, no. <laughs> uh, what else have I missed? Hang on. <clears throat> uh, use the ball nose thing. Uh, no, I do the same as you and water down what's left on the second coat. <clears throat> Top man, Eddie. Yeah, that's uh, in my opinion only, you know, and I'm not always right. 
um, the best way to do it, man. It's quick and it's, uh, yeah, and I think, well, if I, if I was taught it like 30 odd years ago, it must be right. Because it would have been old, old plasterers teaching me how to do it. <coughs> the same ones that taught me how to, though I didn't stick with it, do floor laying, uh, run cornice on a bench, run cornice on a wall, um, which I found fascinating, but uh, not something I wanted to do on a regular basis. And, uh, and tiling and all that, that all came under the remit of, uh, of being a plasterer. Now it's not, and most of those things I don't want to do either. <laughs> I just want to do float, set, holding, um, a uh, bit of rendering. I don't mind if it's internal, I don't like doing outside rendering, don't really do it anymore because the weather's so unpredictable. I don't want to book in a week's job working outside and it rains for that week and take an unpaid week off. So, yeah, I just don't do it apart from if I've got a real regular customer that might beg me to do something like something small in his rendering. Uh, if it's something big, then at the end of the day, you're better off to get a company in that does only rendering, does all outside work, doesn't really do inside work, because they will do a pucker job in half the time it would take, well, a quarter of the time it would take me to do it. <coughs> uh, have I missed any more? Hang on. Early on, before I carry on there. Is it doing the same as me, top man? How much do you recommend a markup on a material? Yet done that. Patrick, sorry, mate. What's the best way to Oh, no, I didn't answer that one, didn't I? Yeah. What's the difference between Harpool and Bonding? Pricing. Do, 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 do. Eddie, I've missed five questions. Uh, hopefully, if I've missed any more, Eddie, um, yeah, let me know. I don't know what I've missed. Uh, when using Magic Mix over Artex, brand, and skim same day, one, or do you need to PVA? Who does it? Not bubble. Uh, Mick, if I, um, uh, yeah, using the Magic Mix over Artex, skim same day, one. Do I, mate? I'm getting old, Mick, so. Uh, <laughs> It takes my brain a while to to work out that I'm reading it properly. When using Magic Mix over Artex, what's the brown? I'm not sure what you mean by brown in there. Brackets. And skim same day. One, do you need to PPA? Two, does it not bubble? Um, as I say, I don't use I don't use a Magic Mix. I only use bonding, uh, and I'll put that up. On a, over my Artex, um, which if you ever do buy a Carter Easy Skim trowel, they're great for putting bonding over Artex ceilings because just because of the way they work. Um, but I don't really do too much for anything else, not currently anyway. Um, the uh, it was like yeah, if I'm going to skim it the same day, I don't put nothing else over it. Once the bonding's gone hard enough, I can put a skim over it. At hard as in like you can't dig your finger in it or move it but it's starting to go or if it's even if it's gone like completely dark brown that's still wet enough to put a skim um, over the top without putting any PVA on it if it's normally if it's the next day or it won't normally be after much after that but if it was the next day or after I will then also put on a one neat coat of unibond, uh, unibond of PVA and I use the cheapest B&Q PVA and have done for years or any cheap people I can get. Uh, I always put on one coat of it and I always put it on neat, you know, unless it's ridiculously thick, but obviously the cheaper being cheaper PBAs aren't thick. <laughs> so um, I put um, yeah one coat down, let it dry completely and um, and away I go. And uh, and then and skim it and it's absolutely fine. Um, so hopefully that answers your question on that one. As I say I don't, I don't ever use the, the magic mix. Um, when I'm doing a going over Artex, a ceiling or anything like that, I bond it and then I skim it. 
Um, wait, hang on. And uh, now I don't generally tend to get bubbles. So as long as you don't play with something too much or, or, or put a like a metal blade speed scheme over it while it's still wet um, you shouldn't get any blistering or bubbles occurring um, sometimes you will get bubbling just for no reason I've, I've ever been able to lay my finger on <laughs> as long as it's controllable um, and you can get them out at the end of the day then fine but um, yeah just got to be careful you like you just not too um, wet your undercoat isn't too wet or your PVA is not too wet only times I've ever had issues with um, faster sliding, which is oh, which normally would happen in the winter time, as if um, as if I've used a PVA, possibly watered down. Again, I'm going back years. Oh, I haven't done it for so long, um, and then um, put it on while it's while it's still just tacky, as opposed to it's gone off proper. Um, I've never had an issue if my PVA has gone off properly, um, and then skimmed it. Um, and I have, if I've ever had issues, it's always been because <laughs> I've, uh, the PVA was still tacky. So that's why I don't go over it when it's tacky. Oh, it should be fine. And um, yeah, I think back in the day it was called, oh yeah, wait till it gets tacky, water it down, wait till it gets tacky, and then go over it. But um, I found I've had a lot more joy over the last at least 20 odd years <laughs> of, um, that'd be more than that, of, um, of uh, letting my PVA go off completely. And, uh, and then I've skimmed over over whether it's old skim or uh, old walls days or weeks after that pva has been put on and it still works a treat um, uh, yeah uh right is it really necessary to put two coats onto plasterboard some say just one coat is sufficient what's your opinion um some stuff whether it's been plasterboard or um, an original plaster wall that you're going over that's been PVA. Um, you can make two coats is the technically the proper way to do it. Uh, and again, there'll be a lot of videos that this, this has come up quite a lot recently because I've always said that if you can do one coat on something, or if you get caught short because the, the gear is going off, and the only way to finish a wall off that's got one coat on it to make sure it's nice and flat and it's all troweled up and it's smooth, and so when it's finished. It looks pucker and you can't tell the difference between that or a two-coated wall then then do that um, I've done walls where most of the time I'm doing two coats I'm using the second one to help flatten it out it just makes the job easier um, I suppose since the advent of the old speed skims being used it's a lot easier to use one of those uh, on a wall and get them smoothed out so quickly that um, yeah sometimes you don't need to put that, that that second coat on the top and you can get away with a good looking um, one coat and then, again some plasterers will argue that it's, it's it's not as strong or it's not as flat or it's not as smooth um i learned early on i got out of when i got out, came out of basically college and went to start working on site i had work, worked at, on sites before that as a laborer <laughs> You guys know fun. It wants to be a spreads labourer, especially if you're you're labouring for two or three spreads. That's a killer, mate. It's easier to be a spread than it is a labourer for three guys, especially if they're good and they're fast. And um, <clears throat> losing me thread now. What was I going to talk about? Um, turn it on set <laughs> outside. This isn't helping. <laughs> I shouldn't joke just in case I have got it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I've always lost my thread. Um, as soon as I go, I keep vaguely on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> That's the only thing wrong about being an old blaster. <laughs> you might know a lot as long as you can remember it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's bugging me now. Bear with me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was it, yeah. One coat or two coats on stuff. Yeah, I don't think we've gone past that one, have we? And, um, yeah, if it all looks good at the end of the day. Oh, that's what, that was it, yeah. I When I left college and I was doing everything by the book, which by the book then meant you put three coats of skim on a wall. Uh, not not two, three. The uh, first two you put on with a... Uh, first one you put on with a metal trowel, uh, would have been a Marshall Town. The second one you put on with a wooden slope, because it's got as rigid as you can get. <laughs> And you're talking about a thick piece of wood on a wooden float, that's floating years. <clears throat> and then you would, because there's no flexibility in it, you know that the wood float was putting on a nice flat coat of each stroke you put on. And then when that picked up enough, you were putting the third coat back on with a, with a metal trowel. And uh, anyway, as soon as I got on site, I was using that technique. And the, the like, foreman or the, the boss came in and went, look, mate, I'm not being funny, but we ain't got time for you to mess about with this free coat malarkey <clears throat> get a couple of coats on the wall get it smooth get it flat if it's acceptable then absolutely fine you get your day's money and you know see you tomorrow uh, but if you if you're messing about and you've got to, it's going to take you that long then you're no good to us whatsoever and uh yeah so from that day on i was kind of taught like you've got to do a quality job but in little time as possible if you're especially working on sites or for big building companies, um, you, can't, you can't be messing about with stuff. Because um, <clears throat> I had a lot of one-day jobs because I was just too slow when I came out of college. And kind of, you, you, you can be really good, you get something really flat and smooth, and uh, on a piece of wall that's about a metre wide and three metres high. <laughs> but if you had to do a whole room, and a guy on a site that's done a whole room, you know, and you've done one wall, well, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep that job for more than a day. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so yeah, so one coat and stuff. Right, hopefully I haven't missed any other uh, questions in the meantime of all that waffle I've just been doing then. Amin Amin, I have difficulty making the wall smooth, although I use the speed skin after the first coat. Please advise, how long should I wait after putting the paste on the wall before starting to make it smooth? If you, assuming you're using like a, a multi-finish or something along those lines, uh, then I, when I'm using a speed skin, I put my first coat on a wall, uh, make sure I've covered the whole wall, and then I'll use a plastic blade speed skin. Don't worry, you don't use a metal blade. That's that early over wet plaster. It will just draw the water to the surface and you will get blisters galore going on. Uh, and it'll take forever to go off as well. And you won't get a good finish. Um, I use a plastic blade over it. More or less, as soon as I've got that whole wall covered, I will run the blade along it from the top I'll go along come down go along again and then I'll go up from the ground upwards and from the top down to make sure you've covered the wall in every direction with the speed skin and then just leave it if it's very wet still after that don't keep doing that um, move on to putting the next start to put the next bit of wall on if you're doing another wall if not just stand back and give it give it a little while before you um, crack on with putting your second coat on um, so that's normally when I would I would then 
water down what I've got left when I finish the particular set that I'm doing and then I'll start to lay on um, my second coat to really flatten out what I've done and what I've smoothed off with the speed skim. Um, and I only use a metal blade speed skim when I get to the putting water on with the wall you know, with my spray or I will use a metal blade on it. Um, and still use a plastic blade for doing that as long as the wall is starting to really pull, as long as the wall is wet enough, otherwise a plastic blade with skin then will start dragging if you're not careful. Um, let's say the plastic blade opens up the texture, helps it to dry, uh, the metal blade brings water to the surface. So when you're finishing off a wall and putting water on it, that kind of so that that part of the part of the set, then um, the metal blade absolutely fine. And then I leave that for a little while till it's fairly hard to touch and then I'll go over it with my flexible trowel to finish off. Um, hopefully, I mean I mean that will get you a better uh, finish at the end of the day. But obviously anything like that you have to practice. Uh, Gandalf, hello mate. Uh, Mick, going back to one coat on plasterboards, I do site work, fill joint, fill joints out, two coats, plaster, same mix, that's what I was taught. Yeah, two coats of plaster with the same mix is, is what I, I was taught 37 years ago and what I've more or less done ever since. Um, I've never done a, a top coat and then that's going off, knock up a fresh bag and gone over it. Um, not for anything else because it was just like the set taken up at least another hour to do, which if that's what you want, then that's when I would whack some retarder in <laughs> what I'm using. <laughs> Slow it down, not, I wouldn't, I would, yeah. And of course you're using less plaster on the same amount of wall um, at the end of the day. Do it that way. Um, have you tried render mesh on old cracked walls thinking of giving it a go? Yeah, well absolutely nothing wrong with using it, uh, Mick, at the end of the day. Um, the only place I've used the render mesh is doing a rendered wall. Uh, I think one of my videos <laughs> using it. And uh, yeah, one bit where it kind of all falls off, but I've left it in. <laughs> So you can watch that a bit <laughs> if you watch my rendering in direct sunlight. I think the video is cool, and uh, I use a render mesh there. Um, yeah, if if I mean even now, generally if it's got cracking on a wall and it's but it's solid, and it's just, you just got one of those cracks to hopefully not reappear. Um, I've just used the normal two-inch um, fiberglass sticky tape over the top of those, but. Uh, yeah, so obviously if you put a mesh, I mean sometimes I've used a lot of tape on a wall without a lot of cracks in it, but it was solid, it's a crack. Um, but yeah, if you put a mesh over a whole wall, it's obviously going to be a lot stronger, a lot less chance of cracking. Um, of course, it's just a, a little bit more messing about and the extra expensive, excuse me, whatever the render mesh uh, costs you. But if you're allowing it in your price and the customer's paying for it, then uh, it doesn't matter. So um, oh, yeah, give it a go, mate. Give it a go. There's nothing, yeah, it's definitely no, there's no disadvantage to using it. No disadvantage at all. It's um, yeah, quite good stuff. And you can get all sorts of different thicknesses as well. Especially if it's going to be internal under skin, then the, I'd, I'd tend to buy the thinner stuff as opposed to some of the thick stuff you can buy on the external walls. Uh, oh dear, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm have to take off some of this stuff. Which is, um, I don't know the, 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 some of these things that they pop up there even work as, as links to look at, but uh, 
Not really these weird looking links guys because they're just uh, taking to some dodgy old site. Uh, right, hang on. Lee, hello Lee, nice to see you mate. Um, hang on, make sure I haven't missed anybody that's gone up the screen too far. Uh, oh hello Matthew mate, nice to see ya. Have you tried Render Mesh yet? Yeah, I've just answered that one mate, haven't I? Yeah, said uh, Luke. Hello, Luke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of my Italian plaster? That looked lovely, that mate. Italian plaster. I thought at first you just when I glanced at it, I thought, oh, he's, he's, he's polished up that that skin. <laughs> well, and then I realised what you've done. But uh, yeah, look, pucker, mate. Look, pucker. I've never. Well, I don't think I've had the time or the inclination to do it. I've thought some other people do it. And go, oh wow, that's great. And you do this now, you do that. I quite like the stuff they do when they do that marbling of stuff to make plaster look like it's marble. I find fascinating. That's just not something I ever get the time to um, to have a go at uh, in my life. <laughs> time is time is of the essence, mate. But uh, yeah, look, look brilliantly. Loved it, mate. Loved it. Uh, Matthew, yeah, hello, Matthew. Silly, yeah, we'll ignore that one. Uh, Wayne. Uh, oh, right. Where are we? Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, Wayne. Thanks for your advice. No worries, mate. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, Chris is a, uh, I'm sure everyone here wants to. A happy Christmas. Say hey, hey and happy new year. I'm off down the pub. Oh, have a lovely one down the pub, Wayne. And uh, if you ain't gone already, mate, I'll, uh, I'll I'll speak to you again soon. Or if you're not on the Discord already, make sure you get on it, mate. So you can uh, that to me and the other guys on there. Uh, Mick, thanks for the chat. All the best. Keep safe. Yep, and you, Mick. Thanks for coming along, mate. Uh, we'll see you again. I'll say I'll be back in a fortnight's time on this one. I mean, I mean, what would you do in this scenario? Wall plastered, but the final result after drying has some noticeable waves. Uh, another coat from scratch or try to repair with sanding machine. Um, depends where the job is, whether it's for a customer, whether it's in your own house. Um, depends how bad it is. In some cases, you might be able to sand it off relatively easily. I mean, because if it's dried, then the new plaster is, is fairly soft. If it's got any paint or anything on it, if you need to try and sand the waves out of it. If um, if it's still wet and it's going to take a few days to dry, then your best bet uh, from a time perspective is to uh, PVA it. And this is something I do. Some guys go, oh, you skimmed over a skim. But yeah, I've done that lots of times. Normally when I've been plastering over other plasterers work that quickly um, up to scratch. Um, and uh, yeah, put a neat cut of PVA on it, let it dry and give it a, and skim it again. Um, unless you've got time to wait for it to dry enough to be able to sand it. Um, but again, depends how bad the waves are. If the waves are really bad, even if it's dry, you might be better off to just um, <clears throat> just to reskim it. But um, really depends on the on the particular job. Okay. Um, for anyone that's just joined us, I'm Eric the Plasterer. I've been a plasterer for 37 years in South London, and this is Ask the Plasterer. And I am here to uh, yeah answer any of your plastering related questions. You can also, if you want to, bring the studio on this number, or ring the pub, sorry, <laughs> on this number 07516 Um which you'll probably only do if you're watching me on the TV. Normally if you're watching on the TV unless you've got some fancy tech, not normally type anything in, but uh, but you can ring. And the guys that are watching me on their, or talking to me on their phones by typing, they're not going to come off of YouTube to ring me. So. Um, Oh yeah, but so it's handy to have and it's nice to get a different voice on it, apart from me. <laughs> I don't mind it, but well, regulars. A lot of them come here and literally stay on with me for until about half past eight. And I love them for that. <laughs> Keeps me company. 
Um, right, have I missed anything here? Uh, I'll tell you what, let's have a change of... Well, I say a change of scenery, just a slight change of uh, outlook. Here we go. Right. Um, oh, by the way, while I'm here, that, the Easy Mix giveaway, you can still... If you go onto the Easy Mix um, site and put your details on the contact sheet, you know, you get, like, your email, your address, your name and all the rest of it, um, you'll still be in a chart with a chance of winning some of these great prizes that are being given away every single day in December, which also includes the possibility because one person's going to win this um, this gaming chair, um, which be quite pucker. Um, so yeah, just letting you know you can still enter that, guys. It's not too late. Um, in quite a few of these rubbish ones. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, what would you do in this scenario? Oh, yeah, sorry, mate, I just asked that. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, rubbish one. Lee, nice one, thanks, buddy. No worries, Lee. Uh, smash it if you tried it. Yeah, maybe, mate. <laughs> maybe. Probably will give it a go at some point in my life. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not too old by then. James, <laughs> uh, do you use plasterboard props? Oh, yes, mate, all the time. I think they're great. What's your opinion? Yeah, if I get to a job and I realise I've left my plasterboard props indoors because I was using them to hold the green screen up, then, um, I, oh no. Hopefully if it's a local job, I will drive home and get me props. Don't really want to go into BQ and buy them in there because they're not, yeah, they're about 15, between 15 and 20 quid for one. I think I'll come here, you could at least sell them as a pair rather than, uh, yeah, it was one, one plasterboard props now, with 20 bucks, is it? But yeah, mate, they're brilliant. Um, you can get the board up there, get it right properly in place where exactly where you want it before you start whopping screws in it. And back in the day when we used to do tacking with nails, if you were just like holding stuff up there or you kind of wedged it like a tea piece, like you get a big piece of wood, another piece on top, and you basically get it and you hold the plaster board up there and you wedge that in to hold it. So it basically took away so you can put your secret wacky nails in or nowadays screws. And um, even then you might wedge that in, you think, oh, it's slightly, you could do with being kind of tilted slightly this way or slightly that way. But at least with those props, you can get it dead where you want it, give them a squeeze, pop it up, holds them nice, nice and tight in place. Pop your screws in and drop them down and move them to the next one. So, yeah, props, plasterable props, love them. A big thumbs up for American Plasterer on plasterable props. You can buy machines that lift up whole plasterboards, can't you? But I think, yeah, I'm not going to be taking those into little houses, uh, even though some of them are, are kind of portable. But um, yeah, a couple of thin props that you can shut down really small, much easier. Much easier. Good deal. I mean, I mean, thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, wonderful tips. Cheers, my dear. Um, Lee, yeah, what's that with the uh, what's that with the Easy Mix, mate? Is that a competition? Nicely. Have you not seen my? Advert. It's been out since before Christmas. Not before, not before Christmas, didn't it? It's been out since the last week of November. That's um, yeah, easy mix, guys. Uh, they are giving away um, like on the first day of Advent, which is obviously gone now. It was kind of like ten bags, and then each day it's that amount again with an extra bag. And I don't know what it's up to now. I think the last guy um, got twenty bags. You basically you you you. Um, you go on their website, you fill in the contact form, and then you are automatically in the draw. If you get pulled out of the draw, um, whatever day it is, um, however many bags, because obviously as, as, as the month progresses, it's the more bags of Easy Mix they're giving away. So like by um, 
come out to Christmas Eve, they're like giving away like a hundred bags of Easy Mix of your choice um, for nothing, basically. And your, the chances of winning are pretty good. So, um, but each day there's more and more Easy Mix added. So, leading up to that hundred, but also on, um, I think it's on Christmas Eve, they will be doing the the, the gaming chair. It's a brand new pucker um, gaming chair they're giving away, and also. Um, They've got t-shirts now and the Albini hats, uh, of which I'm not wearing mine this week. Oh, hang on, I've got a bit of down here. Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah, there we go. Draw your sits and make more money with these. Uh, back to front and see through, but, uh, but not on the proper in real life, <laughs> only on the telly box. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so you, you got a chance to be. When you know it as well, but we literally all you've got to do is uh, is go onto their website and fill in the contact form. Simple as that. Simple as that. And uh, yeah, you have a chance to win some stuff. Over, so, uh, haha. Um, for those of you that hadn't noticed in the give a jab on the bottom of the screen, I've uh, got uh, for my plasterers music podcast that I'm trying to do. It's going to have plastering news and interviews. Um, I'm setting up a, an interview with Blaine Gray to ask him all about, um, uh, yeah, how he got into plastering, why he got into plastering, about his channel, how he started it, how he's doing so well, and any tips or tricks that he's got. So that'll be an interview that I will record with him probably just after Christmas, and then it will be either on the podcast of this show, we'll probably be on this anyway, uh, and also on the music podcast, which will only be available on Spotify, but uh, at least there'll be music me jabbering on and plastering news and interviews on there. I'll also be doing interviews with um, Stuart Roberts as well and hopefully with uh, Alex Morley, uh, with Joel as well, Joel Coates of uh, Renovate. And uh, yeah, just to get their hints, tips and just so you can hear from the horses' mouths about um, uh, about their plastering, about their channels and about uh, just stuff in general. So uh, yeah, it's all good, it's all good, all right. Uh, right, okay, uh, Lee, how do I do it? I've, I've explained that, and I? Uh, blackest eyes, Anna, mate. Uh, I've got a, a bad, hard bit of skin on top of my head. From, oh, from holding balls. <laughs> it does, uh, yeah. It does, you do get a kind of a. I think your head just gets harder in that bit there. I don't think there's much skin between the the skull and the plasterboard <laughs> but uh but back in the day when you were literally holding it with your head while you were banging nails in it or putting screws in it that's awful but at least if you're only doing that for a second now until or when i'm doing it until i get my props in and then ah nice to just take the head away <laughs> oftentimes because i only use six by threes in old money i can kind of hold it up there with one hand while i put my props in rather than having to keep uh, holding it with my head but uh, yeah i know exactly what you say <laughs> about that <laughs> oh dear uh, Lee no I ain't mate I've been so busy uh, just had another kid oh flipping hell Lee <laughs> yeah that would keep you busy mate with sleepless nights and all that have you ever listened to um, uh, Josh Willicum an old um, ice uh, podcast uh, parent in nightmares because they both got young kids oh man how can you stand out my head Josh Willicum and you have a geezer. 
Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. Flipping hell, this is bad. Oh. Josh, will you come and, uh, uh, if anyone's listened to the podcast, you'll know what I mean. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, yeah, it's all about uh, what it's like to have young kids there. <laughs> and the hassle that could cause you and the lack of sleep and, uh, and trying to work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Rob Beckett. Ah, thank you, that's it. Yeah, Rob Beckett and uh, Josh Whitcomb. Parenting nightmares, I think it's called, something like that. But uh, that's a good crack if you've got young kids. Uh, have a listen. Uh, Adolf, uh, does sand cement render leaf deep scratches in tree skin? Like, if you used it all the time, mate, probably, yeah. Um, I've only used it on rare occasions. And that, uh, that, that last video, this one up here. Um, the plot about plasters are worth the money. We're worth our weight in gold, boys and girls. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. If you used it a lot, it would kind of scratch up the blade. Um, but uh, and uh, as uh, I don't know if it's blackest eyes or, or, or I think it was that sort of said. Really, you should be using something that more rigid when you're ruling off, um, like a um, aluminium beverage or, or even wood. <laughs> Come to that, get <laughs> yeah, a flatter, flatter finish. But um, yeah, I'm for, for the. But small areas like that, and for how rarely I do rendering nowadays, um, I'll just whack a speed skin. Uh, plastic blade, though, not metal. Um, plastic speed skin, over it. No, it's not, a, not highly recommended, but um, yeah, because if you push anything flexible, like using a flexible trowel too soon, or to lay on finish, that's, that's really going to look bad. <laughs> but I found I haven't had any problems doing a little bit of a, and over a little bit of rendering, a little bit, and it'll, but yeah, it would. Uh, Eventually, scratch the blade with you all the time. Mm. Have you ever done any work with earth clay? I haven't, mate. I have a lot of the guys recently that, I've, that, I've, that I see on, um, on Stuart's Trout Talk um, that will do all that kind of gear, and it, it's really interesting. Quite into a lot of lime plastering becoming quite popular again to do. Uh, I don't know how how much work is out there, probably quite a bit, because so few people were doing proper lime plastering as far as I could make out. Compared to uh, other guys that just do like not um, damming and skimming, but um, probably quite a, quite a call for it. And uh, if you're any good at it or getting good at it, again, it's another good string to have. Guys you know, as a earning good money and a quality job on it. Uh, but I haven't personally made no. At the end of the day, yeah, it's lovely that fire, mate. It's lovely and warm. Always keeps the. Uh, that's why uh, I mean, used to have uh, backgrounds and like the tube station and stuff like that. But I much prefer it in the pub. And uh, a bit of an atmosphere, and uh, yeah, it's just nice to sit in the pub, have a drink, have a uh, tip by the fire, talk about plastering related stuff, uh, mostly. But as I say, the next Arsenal Plasterer is on the 27th, so it's just after Christmas and Boxing Day and stuff. And uh, yeah, if I don't forget, I will, uh, I will fire up the old uh, PC and uh, get cracking. Right, it's 8 29 guys, I'm going to go to about half past 8 about normal and then for those that don't know this also this goes out as a video after the live stream um, I don't I remember if it instantly goes out however it takes a little while but um, it doesn't take long and then it takes about a day before I can download it into a podcast which is available on wherever you get your podcast from uh, just go on on your on your platform and type in ask the plasterer and um, 
all the plastering uh, live streams that I put up as podcasts um, will be there, and it's quite easier to um, to listen to them wherever, especially if you're at work. Uh, if they're a podcast, as opposed to having to have a YouTube app open on your phone or or whatever, and there's no adverts or anything like that, so that's all good. Um, so yeah, so that's available. Um, my Plasterers Music Podcast show, I'm working on that. There's a bit of a kind of a demo out there, but it's a bit rubbish. But uh, it just gives you an idea of what I'm trying to achieve. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and there is my Discord site, which is um, there's invites to that in all the all my video links. I've got it in it near the top somewhere. Uh, look for a Discord, ask the plaster. It will say if you click on that, you'll get sent an invite. And you can join us on that forum uh, where you can uh, yeah, chat to me or most of the regulars that are on here tonight that come along every fortnight. And uh, yeah, but you can chat to them and me any day of the week on there <laughs> and pictures and stuff to each other and um, just chat about the kind of jobs we're on, whether they're great, whether they're those shit jobs we go, oh guys, look at this, and send a photo just to get a bit of more support <laughs> to make you feel not so bad. <laughs> Uh, it, is, it is quite warm mate actually that fire yeah but uh, I've got used to it I've got a bit of suntan on the back of my neck uh, because I've been sitting by it for the last few weeks now <laughs> uh, James what's your opinion on tarpaulin for floor protection have you used it much in any of your jobs the only time I put tarpaulin down uh, mate again I was on that video that I put up about floating and setting but I put all plastic up against the like by the water room up so the dust was only in that kind of area <clears throat> and because i was taking down the old render that they had on the wall um rather than just put kind of plastic down i stuck a uh, tarpaulin down there first i take that like a lot across the carpet and it's like going on the carpet the amount of dust that could go into a carpet if you don't get it probably i put tarpaulin down there and then i put my plastic and i taped it down proper and i put my top my plastic over the top of that for a bit of extra protection and uh, that's the only time I normally put a tarpaulin down on the floor. Um, you can do. The only trouble is with the tarpaulin, you are looking at probably having a sponge like wash it all off after if you want to like hold it up and use it again. Whereas I like to just chuck my plastic away, which isn't very eco-friendly. But uh, I've been doing that for a long time now, and uh, I'll spend at least an hour on a lot of jobs putting all the plastic down properly because of how much time it saves at the end of a job. Leaves it pucker and clean and leaves the customer very, very happy with what you've done. Assuming your plastering's okay as well, obviously. <laughs> but uh, if you do the great plastering job and uh, yeah, mess up anyone's carpet, they're still not going to be happy. So, but yeah, no, tarpaulins, that is an idea. So, say I use it occasionally, or plastic thin on top of that as well. Or if it's a hard but fancy floor, not just floorboards, I will buy the, uh, the black tough stuff. Uh, which you can put down um, uh, in corrugated um, ones um, and then put my plastic and tape all those down to protect the hard floor and then put my plastic over the top of that but um, yeah you can put as much protection down as you like but um, yeah tarpaulin mate but as I say you will unless you've got plastic over the top of the tarpaulin which you can chuck out you will have to wash all the plaster off the tarpaulin before you fold it up and then obviously before you put it out on the the next job especially if you're putting it on a, on a lovely carpet in someone's house but yeah nothing wrong with tarpaulin <clears throat> um, uh, uh, Ivan uh, first time on here nice to have you mate thanks for that uh, oh what 
motivate uh, what motivated you to uh, start this channel? Um, well, I've got a plastering channel. Um, sadly, I don't put up as many. Well, I, I did like, like plastering school videos uh, and put videos up in. And, uh, and one night I thought, you know what, I'm going to try doing a live stream <clears throat> and uh, with this format to it and uh, see how it goes. And if there's, uh, you know, if someone talks to me, <laughs> great. If there's nobody there and I'm on it for five minutes, and I just think, oh, that was a bad idea. But um, the first night I did it, I was on there for about an hour, on here doing this for about an hour and a half. I didn't have quite so many fiddly knobs and whistles on it. But, um, but yeah, it went quite well. And then I was just doing it maybe once a month or once every now and again. And then I asked the guys on the channel if I should do it more regularly. You know, should I do it once a fortnight? And they uh, was resounding yes <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I decided to do it um, on, a, on a regular date and time rather than it was a little bit um, uh, periodical. When, when I did it, it kind of varied. But now it's like every other Monday, <clears throat> unless that falls on a massive holiday like day or or a bank holiday I might but I let people know that if it's not going to be on it should be on every uh, every other week on a Monday from seven o'clock to about half eight and um yeah it's gone really well ever since and a lot of the guys <laughs> I don't know they put up with it <laughs> they'll come and they'll they'll stay for the full like hour and a half <laughs> and chatting asking questions and it's just uh, camaraderie's nice it's nice to have and it's nice to friendly on the old um, forum as well and a lot of us are on follow other good plasterers um to watch their channels because um yeah because you can always learn something from different people and their technique it's just nice and uh, that's what started it and why i'm still doing it and when i think oh perhaps they're getting a bit fed up with it the guys will go oh i'm looking forward to ask the plasterer and, uh, and i think oh good <laughs> in that case i will definitely keep doing it uh, uh for the time being i want one of those sexy easy mix hats oh they are sexy they aren't they <laughs> <laughs> God, I look alright, Plunker, when I got mine on, but it keeps me head ball, mate. <laughs> if I'm out, especially this time of year. Uh, dear. I, I ain't got a t shirt that, though. No, I, I thought that. I thought, um, what I might have got to send a t shirt by now. But, um, yeah. No, I only got to wear that in the summer anyway, aren't I? <clears throat> uh, James, when working upstairs in a bedroom, do you tend to protect your uh, walkway to the room? Or would you take your shoes off uh, like my brother does? <laughs> it depends if um, sometimes. I mean, generally, if 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 I'm not if I'm going to be in and out of the room and I'm going to have to walk on the carpet, I will I will stick some plastic down or a bit of, like, just a trail of it that I can walk along. Um, if I'm not really going to have to go out of a specific area, then I will take my. Um, like if it, we're talking about all stuff, you know, you get upstairs and then back down the stairs. Um, as long as I know I can get my stuff up there cleanly, I'll, like I won't bother putting dust sheets all over the stairs. Uh, I will take my stuff up, and then when it comes to bringing it all out again, I will take my shoes off. I might even have a change of shoes and bring stuff down to make sure you don't tread any kind of plaster on the carpet rather than uh, uh, drop dust sheets down. But it's, it's as easy to drop dust sheets down onto the onto the stairs as long as they're clean dust sheets and you haven't used the right up mucky old plastering job on the last set of stairs you might have plastered and then decide oh, I'll whack them down because you're probably better off just taking your shoes off uh, before you bring your stuff back out again uh, so so yeah <laughs> uh, Mark yeah have you ever had a false patina on a carbon uh, trout it really helps to stop the rust 
post the pictures on Discord. Yeah, do uh, do mark that. Be that'd be handy, mate. I don't think. Um, yeah. What's the post? Yeah, no, there was a false. But uh, yeah, give us a picture, mate, and an explanation on the Discord, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a I'll have a shot. Keep up the good work. Cheers, mate, and hopefully I'll see you at the next one or, or on the Discord site. As I say, there's there's uh, there's links to uh, links to our forum on the. Um, in all my videos, just click on it and it'll send you an invite and uh, follow the instructions and I'll see you on that. Uh, Douse them in Coca-Cola, mate. Soak the carbon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I prefer drinking it, mate, to soaking your trousers in it. And like I think I said last time, I, uh, yeah, if I'd if I soaked my trousers in anything and I weren't on the motor, um, I'd go to a job and forget I haven't got them with me that I got there. Because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> For anyone that has just joined us, uh, I'm here in the Palastra. I've been in Palastra in South London for the last 37 years. But um, I've been on here since 7 o'clock, and uh, if it goes on for too long, um, it gets boring for people that listen to it as a podcast. <laughs> go, how long are they keys to go waffling on for? <laughs> um, so an hour and a half is about good, and we're about that now. So what's it? Up past eight. We started at seven. Uh, I'll be back here on the 27th, just after Christmas, and... Uh, we can share what presents we've been given. <laughs> Whether any of you might get a new trail for Christmas, I don't know. I'll probably get socks <laughs> and gloves and uh, on pants. Oh, yeah. As you do, you get older. Is uh, When people ask me what I want, I never really think about it until it's a bit late. And I think, oh, actually, uh, when it comes to plastering, maybe this, that, or the other, or when it comes to doing this, like the channel, <laughs> some stuff that I could use, uh, like tech, tech wise. And uh, I don't think about it until it's too late and people have already bought me socks and pants and, and other stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, cheers, guys. Have a lovely, lovely Christmas. Uh, thanks, everyone. Anyone that's new that's come along tonight. Uh, pleasure to uh, have a chat with you. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Have a lovely Christmas. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't stopped uh, working yet and you're working right up to uh, Christmas Day, make sure you do have some time off between now and the New Year. And uh, hopefully, if I don't forget, I will see you on the 27th. It's in a fortnight's time. And uh, yeah, let's see, uh, see how we're getting on. But uh, I will probably see some of you other guys on the uh, on the Discord because obviously I'm on there all the time. And, and uh, yeah, oh, I was getting plastered. Yep, fair dues, mate, fair dues. Yep, and you, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, everyone, for coming along. And uh, I'll dig for my, old, uh, for my old diddly button to try and turn myself off. And I was never, I'm never going to find this quickly, am I? I, st I mean, even now, I, it takes me ages to find the clock when I want to check what the time is. It's always down in the right -hand bottom corner of your computer screen. <laughs> and I still forget. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I think oh, this is true. I'm fading out, and I will see you all uh, very soon. Thanks for coming along, guys. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Speak later. Cheers. Whee.